In each episode of the Rebel Educator podcast, you'll hear discussions with world-class educators, students, and thought leaders in education as I extract the tactics, tools, and routines that you can use as teachers and parents. I'm Tanya Sheckley, founder of Up Academy and host of Rebel Educator. I invite you to join me for these conversations as I discover how to shift the classroom, the learning environment, the mindset, and the pedagogy to resist tradition, reignite wonder, and reimagine the future of education. Subscribe to Rebel Educator wherever you get your podcasts. On today's show, the guys talk with Monica Burns, the creative force behind class tech tips about creativity in the classroom, upcoming conference appearances, and her podcast, the Easy Ed Tech Podcast. There's an East Initiative update, all that and more up next on EduTech Guys. Yeah. You're listening to the EduTech Guys, edutechguys.com. Hello and welcome to EduTech Guys. I'm David Henderson. Hey, I'm Jeff Madlock. Yeah, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for uh, downloading this latest episode. We are at Season 5, Episode 21. Episode 21. So why not head on out there to the web, type in www.edutechguys.com. It's as fast I can say that. I was lost my mind and uh you can also find us on social media did did you hurt yourself i think i I think i blew out a crown i think (laughs) my bridge is gone i see that (laughs) i've got some gum problems now tongue i don't know what's going on hey it's gonna be one of those shows no it's not it's gonna be a great show we've got dr monica burns on the show um longtime friend and Mm -hmm. uh, uh we met at several conferences, and we've known her for some time now. So. Oh, yeah. And uh, we follow her uh, religiously on the social media and on our podcast and the whole bit, and we can tell you she's the real deal, and we're excited to have her on on the show. Uh, you know, I was thinking uh, we'd have to go back through the archives, um, but if I'm not mistaken, um, not at the very first conference we did, but the first national conference uh, when we went to, uh, I think it was at, F- at uh, FETC, I think the very first one we ever did, I think, is where we... I think first so. met her. So, I mean, we're talking five years. Yeah. Known her a long time. That is awesome. Yep. And uh, we've gotten older and grayer, and she looks exactly the same. And She does. She looks great. <laughs> does more than doing her thing. Does, and Does more in one week than I do in you know, an entire month. <laughs> yeah, so, that's right. <laughs> I don't know how she keeps up the pace. She's always she on the road. Always She's always in a classroom, always doing a session. Her social media is like, boom. What else do you want to know about me? I'm going to show you it to yeah, you. Uh, it's I mean. like really awesome. Yeah, we got that going on. Uh, we got an East Initiative update. Um, it's Christmas time. It is Christmas time. So this is actually, this is a coming out to three days before Christmas. Yeah, you're listening so to this. Merry Christmas. And ho, ho, ho. Happy Hanukkah and Merry Kwanzaa. And, and all that stuff. Whatever else you celebrate or happy don't. Happy holidays. Have a happy holidays. <laughs> That's right. May the merry bells be ringing. Happy holidays to you. I don't know why I put that in there. That's my best. Because it's holiday. It's my best Dean Martin, Bing Crosby mix-up. I call it Dean <laughs> Crosby. There's a mix-up. Dean right. Crosby. Dean Crosby. Dean <laughs> <laughs> Barton. There you go. Ming Crangston. <laughs> Shirley Williams. I don't know. I'm just making up names. <laughs> Shirley Williams. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Uh, out of the blue. Shirley Williams. Wasn't she the mother on Good Times? 
I, I have no idea. Hey, look, you'll have to... You'd have, have to, to Google that. We'd have to Google that okay. and find out. We're getting off the track. So there you go. So you can do that. That's your homework for Christmas break. <laughs> find out. Google Shirley Williams. I don't know who Shirley Williams is. I don't know why Williams. that name popped in... Uh, I, I don't know why that name popped into my brain. Are you actually Googling it right now? Um, there, as far as I can tell, mm-hmm. um, that is not who not that was. Not a real name? Okay. Um, well, then I just, they just... I don't know. I like, it was an amalgamation of names in my brain. I guess so. She was a baroness. Oh, that's cool. Hmm. The Baroness Williams of Crosby. Okay, this is weird. <laughs> I must have read that. My brain somehow. Somehow. That's how brains work, man. They work all crazy like that. Especially at Christmas time when you got all that eggnog in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's the fruitcake. Yes, Jeff is the fruitcake. That yes, is correct. That's, there it is. Yep. I was listening to the fruitcake on a podcast. Oh, Jeff Madlock. Yeah, that yeah, fruitcake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, listen, we hope you have a great Christmas. <laughs> and uh, we hope it's going to get us some relaxation, some family time in there to get yourself energized to jump right back in to the school year in January when uh, everybody gets to come back. You know, it's really weird the way that, that Christmas falls on a Wednesday and New Year's falls on a Wednesday. It's it seems weird because we we're used to all kind of starting school back around the third or the fourth, and this year it's like the sixth. The sixth, yeah. yeah. It just it, it feels like it's gonna. It's like wait, I lost most of wait. January. What's going on? Yeah, exactly. That's, that, that can't happen. But it's a uh, it's got us all kind of crazy. But I tell you what, why don't we just hit it right now? Let's go out to the interview, and uh, we'll we'll catch everybody on the other side. That sound good to you? Works for me. We'll Let's be do right it. back after this. Hey, welcome back to the EduTech Guys. We're real excited to have our next guest on the show, and uh, David's gonna. Yeah, well, this is this. She is one of. Uh, she's a member of our frequent flyer program here <laughs> on the EduTech Guys. She's been on several times, and it's always a pleasure to have her back. Welcome back, Dr. Monica Burns, to the program. How you doing? I'm great, thank you. Excited to be back here with you both. Yeah. Awesome. Well, you've had a you've had a very since the last one. We, and now every, every time we talk, you have a very busy <laughs> yeah, that's schedule. Right. <laughs> you're, you're a very busy lady. Um, so, uh, what's been happening with you lately? Well, it has been a really fun fall of visiting different schools and different conferences and events. And so I've been kind of out and about in lots of different spaces, working with teachers and with students um, over the past couple months. I've also been working on my blog and sharing new resources. And earlier this year, launched a podcast, the Easy Ed Tech Podcast, which has been really fun to be in this medium uh, as well. So it's been a really fabulous year. That's awesome. You know, and I have to I have to give you mad props on how you use social media to keep your followers mm-hmm. and educators and everyone um, involved. Uh, I, I love it when you're on the road, you give hourly, sometimes multi-hourly <laughs> updates. And it's not just, uh, it's not just, it's you talking about what you're doing, but you also have a good text to follow. And then you follow it up with uh, a, another form of it so we can actually go out and catch up later on, on what's happening. That's, that's super awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's got to keep you really busy. 
Well, thank you. I try really hard to share updates when I'm out and about and at different events, um, making a commitment. And I think it happened at FETC two years ago. We're uh-huh. talking about FETC, um, talking with another educator, Jen Williams, mm-hmm. who you probably know. Yep. And her and I were having a conversation and she kind of helped me make that leap into let's start doing Instagram updates or let's start using Instagram. And so that's been a really fun medium where I've grown in my comfort level when it comes to video (laughs) and using that medium. I'm sure we're all continuously growing to get more comfortable on that sort of medium. But Instagram updates have been really fun for me to just keep track of all of the travels to share updates. I love when I see a message that comes back from someone like, I grew up in that town, even though they don't live there anymore, but they know I'm working at a school there. And so it's just been really great for connections, but just documenting that journey and then sharing something I happen to be excited about or a story I heard that day that I think might connect with someone else too and help them make a decision about something they want to try in their classroom. It's been a lot of fun. And although I'm still using Twitter and Facebook and sharing email updates, the Instagram component has been, has just been really, really neat way to connect with folks. Yeah, that's really cool. So you've got a little break time here. You've got the holidays. Um, Next big conference. Is it FETC for you? Is that the next big one? You bet. Yeah. And less than a month away. I know. Yes, wild, I know. It's just right? sneaking so, up really quickly. Yeah. We've known about it for a year, but all of a sudden, you know, yeah. bam, it's here. Yeah. And it's in Miami know, this right? year, which yeah. is really different, you know, so we're heading mm-hmm. way south. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's going on at FETC with you? Uh, what have you, what have you got special in store for us? So I'm very excited to have been invited back as a featured speaker again this year. So I have a nice busy schedule, uh, two workshops to start off the conference, one's with a group and one's just me, um, all talking about creativity in the classroom. And then a couple days of presentations on topics like using a reading tool strategically to hit reading goals with students, formative assessment strategies, and then some of the work that I've done when it comes to using Adobe Spark as a spotlight creativity tool. I have the Spark book. I've done some work with their team and love all their stuff. So sharing lots of favorites over the course of the week. That's really cool. So let's talk creativity in the classroom. Um, The thing that I notice most about you, uh, and and you have your fellow creativity folks out there. I think about the tech rabbi and there's a whole crew. You guys are really great about letting teachers, helping teachers understand how they can use creativity in every aspect of the day throughout every curriculum that that they're working with. Um, Talk a little bit about that. What's changed this year? And, you know, it changes so quickly. And and I think that's what's interesting. It just it, it really changes fast. Um, as you've been doing this more and more, you have probably honed your skills on it really well. So what's the biggest uh, your, your top three favorite things when you talk to teachers about using a cre- about creativity in the classroom? Well, I'm so glad that that idea of cross-curricular connections has resonated with you, at least in terms of, you know, I try really hard to communicate that. So I'm glad that that's kind of popped out um, as something that's front of mind for me and something I'm talking about a lot. So, you know, that area right away of making sure that folks, you know, know that there are so many different ways to leverage the features of what I typically call open-ended creation tools when I'm talking about creativity in the classroom. So there's so many movie making tools and website creation tools and graphic design tools. I mentioned the Spark ones, Book Creator is another favorite. There's just podcasting tools for kids. And so the idea here is I try really hard to place emphasis on 
not what each button does or what that project might be. Although those are great, important things that are part of the conversation, I try and place more emphasis, especially this year in my conversations, on how a particular feature is really going to accomplish that goal that has nothing to do with technology, right? So if you're trying to get kids to talk more about their learning or to share more and they need to do that through audio because they're building their confidence as writers or composing paragraphs Right. That happens in every content area. So whether it's students making math tutorials that kind of look like what they've seen on Khan Academy in the past, mm-hmm. or it is students building a website out and curating content to help them right, evaluate and use their critical thinking skills as readers in science or any subject area, there's just so many possibilities. So it's been really exciting as someone who spends time in classrooms, sits side by side with kids as they're participating right, in these type of activities, but also has the flexibility out and share um, in a you know wider arena. It's been really fun to see conversation shifting right to more of that. Right when we talk about creativity, it's not something that happens during period four when you have art listed on your schedule. Right. It's something that can happen all day, every day, and we're expanding our understanding of what that might look like in action. So I want to ask this question. So do you see um, do you see kids learning to take um, passion and turn it into I, I hate to use this word, but it's kind of what we all think of turning passion into profit, you know, that, that they're actually starting to realize, OK, I can do this for the rest of my life. This is going to make a big deal. Um, and it's the creative process. And I think that's what gets any of us into any job that we do is the creativity that we find in that job. So what do you see out there along those lines about kids really starting to see their passion? Yeah, I think, you know, when I've had a couple, you know, special interactions this past summer that really jump out to me, right? When this, in this example, I had a chance to lead some programming for students at the Cooper Hewitt Museum in New York City. So one week with elementary and middle and early and upper elementary kids, so like six to 11, and then one week with high school students, mm-hmm. right? So a lot of the same you know, tools and conversations, right, happening across that age spectrum, but especially with those high school students saying, you know, this is us telling our story about something, right? This is a way that we can share what we've learned to position ourselves. And so they understand that idea of, maybe they don't use the term elevator pitch, but they know that they have to have a story about what they do and what they're excited about or what their goals are. And so, Storytelling, sometimes, you know, our our gut is that once upon a time right, mm-hmm. framework mm-hmm. when we hear the word storytelling, but it really is about capturing something in a way that is engaging and exciting, but communicates right, our goal to someone else. And so I think there's more and more of that conversation happening in classrooms. I don't think we're at a saturation level mm-hmm. yet, and I think there's a lot of variety around it, but creative tools, right? Emphasis on visual communication, introducing these opportunities for kids to have some flexibility and how they share what they know, right? Are all important parts of that uh, conversation. Well, and I think one of the things, you know, a a lot of, um, when, when, when Jeff said, you know, um, the, uh, um, Oh, no, I forgot what I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> what was the first part of to profit? Uh, um, pa- passion. passion. Okay. Profit. Converting passion to profit um, or, or moving from passion into profit and to be able to profit from your passion. Um, 
I think immediately a lot of folks think, you know, cash in hand, profit, money wise. And it's so much bigger than that. Um, I, I know one of the things that, that you share when you're talking about uh, classrooms that you visited and the students that you've seen. And one of the things that we've seen, uh, especially through some of the programs where we've been involved in, one of them locally here is called East. Um, you see students who they get involved in their community to solve a problem or they get involved in their classroom to solve a problem or to provide assistance. So I love the example of students kind of making their own sort of Khan Academy style mm -hmm. videos. Okay. You know, the profit in that is not that they're going to turn around and sell this for money, but the profit is that they are, first of all, expanding their own horizons. They're growing, you know, emotionally, socially, you know, all of that kind of stuff. But ultimately, other people get to benefit from the creativity that they are exerting. And I think that is ultimately to me anyway, that should be the end goal. If there happens to be money involved at the end of that, great. But that's not necessarily where things have to go. Yeah. Yeah. And there's that audience piece, right? So right. that's where that um, kind of end game can come into play. Who's going to see this? Who's going to celebrate this? If you are working on something that's persuasive, it doesn't have to be an essay, although it could be, right? It might also be a public service announcement or some sort of um, framing of a call to action that goes along with research and you know creativity in those pieces. So there's a lot of ways to connect this to what might be might feel like a traditional set of standards and best practices. And there's a reason why those things are there because right. they're important, right? But the execution of that final product, I think it's been exciting to see some flexibility with that when the same, you know, core instructional goals are still intact. That's yeah, really awesome. Exactly. Well, and that makes me think um, your podcast, um, the Easy Ed Tech podcast. Uh, in fact, uh, just listened to the episode, you know, and it was uh, mm -hmm. quick ways to share student uh student videos with, with an audience. Yeah. So <laughs> mm -hmm. let's talk about that. Let's talk about your, your, um, your jump into the podcasting world. Have you had a blast doing it? It has been so much fun and I'm sure, you know, you two feel the same way, right? About this medium. It's something where I've been circling around it for a couple years. Uh, people will ask me, you know, you should have a podcast or I wish I could listen to your blog posts, right? Mm -hmm. Which is pretty much what my transition has been right into this world of podcasting. So I've decreased of the frequency of some of the blog posts that I would typically do. I've pretty much replaced what would be a Tuesday blog post on my blog mm -hmm. with a release of a Tuesday morning new podcast episode. And I wasn't sure, you know, what I wanted to accomplish doing a podcast for a long time. So once, you know, I got through that thought process and was ready to execute, I was really happy to jump in. And so each episode is under 20 minutes. It's designed to present a big idea with some actionable tips so that by the end of the episode, you have some things to walk away with, you know, that you can put into action right away. And so this past week at the Impact Education Conference, I was speaking to an educator there. And I'm every time someone says, I listen to your podcast, I almost like grab them because I have a million questions to hear, you know, their <laughs> feedback and, and want to see what's resonating. And what she said was she was really happy that she could drive to work listen to the podcast and still remember some things to tell the other people she worked with, you yes, know, yes. Like, which is all I'm really hoping to get across. Right. So I've played with that format a little bit to include 
new content or updated content from older blog posts. Mm -hmm. And so there's that component. And then I did try out an interview as a bonus episode. I know you all are very skilled at that and it was new and scary for me the first (laughs) go of it, but it was lots of fun. So I'm hoping to have some of those, maybe not even bonus, but just kind of once in a while, maybe quarterly, some interview episodes with other folks in the ed tech space. So that's something that I'm interested in playing with. But so far, this kind of under 20 minute, quick and to the point, some actionable tips, go run with it and things that are hopefully feeling evergreen and not super seasonal Mm -hmm. for folks so that they can go back and listen to something that grabbed their attention. But that's really the goal of, of the podcast. Yeah, and well, and I think that's a great. I think I think it's that that's a great way to enhance what you're doing on your blog because blog just by its nature, blogs tend to be um, pretty topical and and you know as you said seasonal. They you know they they mm-hmm. definitely have an expiration date on them. So to be able to take some of those posts and convert those to that evergreen, and for those that aren't familiar with that term, that just means that um, it's it's a topic that generally is going to apply no matter where you are in the particular spectrum of, of the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's a great, that, that's a great way to get into your podcasting because you know, you've already got tons of content out there. Mm-hmm. So now it's converting that content or, or taking that content really to a new audience. Even, you know, folks who may not be reading your blog are listening to your podcast, like you said, you know, driving to work. So that, that's, mm-hmm. that's fantastic. Yeah, I was going to ask. So, is, ha, did you find out? Ha, have you noticed how much easier it is to create a podcast now? Uh, when we started five years ago, it was not as easy it is, as it is now. Equipment wise, uh, platform wise, uh, very hard to handle. And uh, this is our we're, we're in our fifth year now, so we've been doing it quite a while. And it's so much easier now to turn everything out. We we do a lot of workshops on Anchor.fm, or we do a, a lot of work. That's one of my, one of our favorites. Uh, it's it's free. It's easy. Teachers are using it like crazy. The kids love it. Um, and I, I think it's really interesting when you were talking about that about the ability to help students share their voice and the writing component. Um, that's to me that's the big one. And I think you've probably learned like we did. The one of the smartest things we ever did when we first started was we created a show notes in an outline Uh and Uh when we talk to our teachers a lot we're like this is the key point you're going to spend more time on the writing component of your podcast than actually putting it all Uh out there on audio to get the kids Uh really excited about it and you'll find that i think and you might see this also the kids really get into the the actual creation of the meat they love the protein Uh They love that part of it. And we've learned that our students really like the the post part of it, too, the actual creating of the social media, the graphics, the actual, you know, let's get the word out there. Do you, do you see that a lot when you when you take this to classrooms? Well, I love how you mentioned that social media component, right? Or the mm-hmm. promotional pr- promotional component, yeah. that right, that piece that you can say, right, this is not a standalone, it's done type of thing, right? You can really look at this through a few different angles. And for a student who really loves the idea of talking and creating and right, producing this content, right, that's one thing. For the student who likes the copywriting piece mm-hmm. and the graphic design piece, right, they're going to walk away from this process going through all the stages you just mentioned. And, you know, with a classroom of 30 kids, you're going to have some kids that self-identify right away that they like one part of the process much better than another. Mm -hmm. And it might not be what they guessed because they, when they first started that project, it didn't take them that time to go through all the stages to say, this is my 
that or for a teacher to say, you really, you know, you shined in this moment. You might not have realized it, but you have a lot of, you know, confidence when it comes to producing or giving direction. And maybe this is a great thing for you to explore a little bit more. And, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that that child will take that and go into a career in podcasting, although there's a huge market for that. Right. Right. <laughs> um, however, right, they could transfer that skill right through a different industry. Yeah. And so I think it's something that really allows kids to create with such a sense of purpose go through all of these process of iteration to take on different roles and try out things. And all of that can be rooted in the content. You know, so if you are doing mock interviews with historical figures, you're interviewing community members about sustainability, right? Like there's so many directions. Yeah. And I know um, for you too, right? You understand all of that as well. Yeah, that's a really yeah. big one. So, okay, let's, uh, let's, let's, we'll wrap it up here. We, we, we are, we're like you, we learned a long time ago about podcasts. We, we used to do hour and hour and a half podcasts and we learned that, you know, everyone has short attention spans and they need it in small manageable bites. And that's, mm-hmm. so we've, we've actually knocked ours down to 30 minutes max, you know, to keep it in that just nice little area. Um, so let's talk about if folks want to find you on the web, please share with us where they can get in touch with you and find all the, about all the good stuff you have. Absolutely. So my website is classtechtips.com. I host the podcast and my blog there. And then I'm at classtechtips on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. And if you're looking for the podcast, it's the Easy Ed Tech podcast and you can find it just about anywhere. I usually whisper when I say Alexa's voice so she doesn't hear me Um, but you can even find it um, by asking her to play it for you. (laughs) So there's lots of places uh, to connect and if someone's excited about a topic or wants to share I always love seeing those replies or those DMs on social and I I share plenty as you mentioned on Instagram and across the different channels. That's really awesome. Hey, we're really thankful for you coming on the show. Thanks yes, for your very time. Much. I know you're really busy, and thanks for giving us a, a few moments of your time. Oh, thank you all so much. I'm excited for FETC and everything that 2020 will bring. Yeah, we can't wait to see you. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. Hi, I'm April Jackson, and this is your East Update. This week, we spend a little time with... East alum, Anthony Conklin. Hi, Anthony. Hey, how are you? Doing well. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, I'm still a college student. I currently work in the Human Resources Department as a specialist um, with Arkansas National Guard on the civilian side. Um, Every day, I just pretty much work with payroll and employees, hiring, firing, dealing with uh, policies, uh, all the fun stuff. You make the big decisions. Who gets paid? Who gets to keep their job? That's what I... Pretty much. Okay. That's what I heard when he, he was like, I get to do the fun stuff. So, Anthony, tell us how you got connected with East. Um, in fifth grade, I kind of just needed another class to be taken because uh, that's the first year they let us take elective classes. And they're like, East, you get to do a test of technology. And I've always been really good with technology. Well, I thought so anyways. Um, so I joined East in fifth grade. Um, and I continued all the way through um, until 12th grade. To me, East has changed, and every year it's changing. I think it's changed a lot for the better. There's some huge projects that I just would never imagine that kids would be doing, and especially I would never see anybody from like my school doing now. They're doing some great stuff. And, uh, every school I look at, they're doing stuff that's definitely making big changes in the community that's definitely needed. If you're interested in getting connected with more of our alumni, follow us on social media at The East Initiative, or visit our website at 
eastinitiatives.org. I'm April Jackson, and this has been your East Update. Is your organization looking for professional development that's quality, customizable, and technology-rich? East has a series of professional development opportunities known as Education Unleashed. They're motivational and engaging solutions to help your team unlock its full potential. Visit our website at eastinitiative.org and book a session today. family to yours. Happy Holidays! Hey, thank you so much to April Jackson and the folks at East for providing the uh, East Initiative each and every episode. Love it, love it, love it. And, uh, you know, they always have some great stuff. And, and I'm excited because we're getting closer to spring and the, the East Conference is coming up. So. Yes. So, you know, we always love the East Conference. But, yeah, big big shout out to East. Don't forget, you can find them on the web, eastinitiative.org, or just go to any social media and look up East Initiative. Hey, a big thank you to Monica Burns for coming on the show, taking some time out of her crazy busy schedule. I know. She'll, she'll probably find this funny, but yeah, I, 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 I'm kind of giddy because she's kind of a rock star. You know what I mean? I well, mean, yeah. uh, it, it got me. Uh, I hope she's listening to this because, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a rock star. I mean, I, I'm a big fan. I'm I'm not a stalking type fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just like, I'm a huge fan. Are you a stan? You know? are, you, are, you, are you a Monica Burns stan? I'm a stan. <laughs> a stalking fan? No, I'm not a stalking fan. No. Not, I'm not an NCIS, you know. Do you like, do you like regular socks? I re- yeah, that's right. I'm a, I'm a cotton sock, crew sock kind of fan. Cruise crew, yeah. yeah. No, not not stocking. a stocking, huh? That's good. Oh, goodness. Um, uh, <laughs> hey, I tell dad jokes because yeah. I'm about to be a grandpa. Yeah, so. that's right. You're getting to be a grandpa. Yeah, you're about to be a grandpa. Yeah. In fact, I will probably, well, most likely, be a grandpa before our next show. <laughs> you know, and what's scary is- How scary would, is that? I just realized that's, that's why your belt buckle's above your belly button now. That's why you start wearing your pants so high, getting grandpa ready. <laughs> I, I am. That's right. They're, they're creeping up. Pretty soon, they're going to be right underneath my uh, armpits. Your armpits. <laughs> You know, which, you know, people, people laugh about that. But I, I, for me, I'm thinking, you know how convenient it is to be able to just reach over my back and pull out my wallet? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> You're killing me. <laughs> the sad part is, is just, it, it, now he's going to have to have like five naps a day. Just all of a sudden it's like, hey, I've got a grandkid. No, no, no. Here's the thing about that. I, I already want five naps a day. Now I have an excuse. Excuse to have five naps a day. <laughs> well, from now on, it's going to be, hey, I'm Jeff Madlock, and I'm Pop Pop. Uh, yeah, or whatever. I have no idea. Grand Poo. Grand Poo. Uh, that'll be me. I'm going to work on it real hard. I'm going to make sure I send them all to, to, to your son and say, hey, start saying these words around your kids so yeah, we can make right. right. I don't know. He, right. Show him your dad's picture. For some know. reason, you know, my daughter calls her, calls her grandfather you know, F-150. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> that's no. right. The worst part is I know what you'll do. You'll do like all the rest of my friends. You'll show her a picture of me and slap her. That way, whenever she sees me, she'll be like, ah! Yeah, that's terrible. Don't slap children. Anyways. (laughs) Hey, it's been a great show. I want to thank uh, Monica Burns for coming on the show again. Uh, She was was awesome as usual. Don't forget to follow her out there. You can always go to classtechtips.com. That's her website. You can also find her on all social media, Class Tech Tips. That's right. It's been a great show. It has. Hey, thanks. Well, I guess we'll catch you next time. 
All right, then. Right. Hey, yeah, listen. <laughs> that wasn't awkward at all. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas from the Edgy Tech guys. Don't forget to follow us over the uh, holidays. We'll be posting a lot of stuff, and we'll post out some of our other, our, our older uh, episodes you might find worth listening to over the holidays. Also, yeah. by the way, uh, this is new. Uh, conferences.edutechguys.com. Uh, will take you directly to um, our conference website with all of our conference podcasts that we've done over the last five years. So conferences.edutechguys.com. Awesome. Hey, I'm Jeff Madlock. I'm David Henderson. We'll catch you next time. You've been listening to the Edutech Guys. Edutechguys.com. This is Ross Romano from The Authority here on the Bee Podcast Network. It's the show where I interview people who know what they're talking about, and no matter your role, we have some recent episodes you won't want to miss. I spoke with Mark Miller, international best-selling author and VP of High Performance Leadership at Chick-fil-A, about his brand new book, Culture Rules. Kate Eberly Walker, CEO of Presence and author of The Good Boss, joined the show, and we've had conversations with Baruti Caffele, Peter DeWitt, Julie Evans, and many more. Join us each week for ideas to address your current pain points, new perspectives from authors you admire, and fresh takes from up-and-coming voices. Subscribe to the Authority Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts.